the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Don't have time to go on SoCal Live today? Leave Scott a voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Good to be with you today as we are each and every day from 3 to 5. This is Hour 2 of Southern California Live. I hope that you're having a great Thursday afternoon. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. I got a question for you. If you had $44 billion, what would you buy? What would you buy for $44 billion? I'm asking that because that's just that's the figure, and it looks like uh, there's all this drama in the news. You've probably been seeing it about Elon Musk buying Twitter. And uh, we won't get into all the technical things. If you're not on Twitter, Twitter's a social media platform that probably has the lowest number of people on it, but it probably is the most influential for whatever reason. I don't know why. You, if you watch TV and you're watching the news, you'll usually see under the, the newscaster's name, it'll say, you know, Scott Furrow. And then underneath it, it'll have the at symbol and then Scott Furrow. That is their Twitter account. And that's where you can connect with people. And it's a very powerful medium. And uh, but it's also one with a lot of controversy. Okay, you've probably heard former President Trump was was banned from Twitter after the January 6th stuff. And there have been all kinds of different controversies with people getting banned or people getting what's called shadow banned, which means that you're still there, but nobody can find you. Okay, and they're they're doing something usually to to steer people away from you because they don't like your opinion about something. And uh, there's just a lot with it. But it's a it's a very influential platform. Well, Elon Musk last year, if you're familiar with with him, he's the owner of SpaceX. And uh, off and on, he's the richest guy in the world. He offered to buy it. It's a public company. He offered to buy out all the shares for about $54 a share. It would cost $44 billion. How many of you have $44 billion that you can just go buy a Twitter? Anybody? Um, I don't, I don't think I know anybody personally who has $44 billion. I've met people who are billionaires before. Uh, I went to a, a billionaire birthday party one time and my, I went there because my wife, Christy is, has done some event planning work and some nonprofit work. And this is a guy who runs a, a large foundation. I won't tell you which one it was, but because of a friend of hers, she was asked to plan this guy's birthday party. And so I went to it and helped her out with all of that. And it was super fun. It was, you know, it was kind of this, uh, it was, it was basically like a speakeasy. There wasn't, you know, a lot of drinking going on there, but it was, it was just a fun dress up party. And uh, a lot of the people who came there were, were billionaires. In fact, it was the craziest thing. It's a whole different world. There's a big difference between millionaires and billionaires. It's just a whole different world of, you know, that, most of us will never experience. And so I'm sitting next to a guy who this was in uh, La Jolla is where this was. And I'm sitting next to some guy who came in from Australia. And I said to him, oh, have you been to San Diego before? He says, nope, nope, never been to, uh, to the United States before. Um, 
uh, or to San Diego before, he said. Uh, he'd been in the United States. And I said, well, do you plan on seeing anything? I was trying to make some small talk. Do you want to see you know, the zoo or do you want to go to the beach or do anything? He says, nope, I'm just here for the birthday party and I'm flying out right after. And I talked to him for a while and I realized he's got his own plane and he flew from Australia to San Diego just for this birthday party and he's going to fly right back. That's it. And that was just, and the way he was talking about it, it's like, that's no big deal. You know, if I'm thinking of going to Australia for any reason, I'm, I'm certainly going to want to spend a few days there and I'm packing a lot of bags and I'm going to work on what's the uh, flight going to be like. And, you know, all of those details, his world is, oh, your birthday party is when tomorrow. I think I can make it gets on his own plane, flies there for the birthday party and then uh, enjoys some cake. And then he goes home completely different world of people. That's the, you know, Elon Musk is probably, you know, twice as rich as that guy. Maybe, maybe a lot more than that. Uh, different world altogether. What would you do with all of that? You ever think about it? Maybe you're thinking the lottery is real big right now. You ever think about what you would do if you won that lottery prize? 888-528-2557. You got a story? Give me a call. 888-528-2557 is the number. I did some math about $44 billion and what you could buy with $44 billion. Uh, you could buy Greenland. Remember when Donald Trump wanted to buy Greenland? Which I thought, you know, I laughed out loud whenever I heard that when he was president, he offered to buy Greenland. And, uh, you know, people kind of mocked him. He actually put out a picture on his Twitter account before he was banned of, and it was a joke because people were laughing at him for buying Greenland, the idea. Um, and the joke was there's a like a Greenland shore and it's all green and there's sheep and shepherds, you know, running around on the on the uh, the the green area next to the beach. And then there's this huge Trump hotel right there, um, which is kind of funny. It's not really what his idea was. Turns out, by the way, he's not the first person, not the first American ever to think about buying Greenland. It's come up for about 150 years over and over again. Should we buy it? And we actually have a lot of influence over Greenland right now, because turns out I just read all this today. I was amazed that we have an Air Force base there. And so we're. We're very influential there. Uh, so it wasn't out of the question. According to the Washington Post, um, people debate what Greenland would really be worth if the United States were to buy it. Anywhere from $7 billion to $200 billion, but the, the median price was $42.6 billion. So uh, that's what they thought the actual selling price for Greenland would be. So if you had $44 billion, you could buy Greenland. Some people suggested you could buy the uh, country of Sri Lanka, not really for sale, but there are $44 billion in debt, and maybe you would uh, buy them for that. Can somebody buy the United States for $31 trillion? That's our, that's our debt. Does anybody have $31 trillion? No. $44 billion. What would you buy with $44 billion? You could buy seven hundred and thirty-three. Wait a minute, I gotta get this right. Sixteen billion six hundred and three million seven hundred and thirty-three thousand five hundred and eighty-four Starbucks coffees. That's how many that's probably how many I've bought, unfortunately. But uh, that's how many you could buy. Tall size, you know, so I just went for the tall, you know, the basic uh, tall coffee there. Sixteen uh, almost seventeen billion of those you could buy. You could buy ten billion five hundred and one thousand one hundred and ninety no five hundred and one million. See, these numbers are too big to even understand. Ten Ten billion five hundred and one thousand one hundred and ninety three thousand five hundred and one million. Why can't I say this? Ten. See, I'm just not in this league where I can even talk about these numbers here. Ten billion five hundred and one million one hundred and ninety three thousand three hundred and seventeen double doubles from in and out. That sounds like a great idea. 
you know, you could buy all of those double doubles. That's pretty remarkable. Um, you could buy $65,671,641,791 Reese's peanut butter cups. I read that that is the number one Halloween candy in California and a lot of states, Reese's peanut butter cups. Do you like those? You could buy 65 billion of those if you had $44 billion. Uh, I had to break that out today. I did a lot of work to figure out what one of those cups would cost. And it's about 65 cents each is uh, what you could probably get those for. So, you know, that's a deal. $44 billion. What would you buy with $44 billion? Or what would you do if you just had that kind of crazy money? Maybe not that much, but say you won the lottery, which is like $400 million or something. You're not going to win the lottery, by the way. So keep this imaginary. Don't go spend your money. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. There's a coffee shop where I live, and it's next to a donut shop. And there's always a guy, the donut shop sells lottery tickets, and there's always a guy every day. Every time I drive by it, every time I'm, I'm there, he's got his scratchers out, and uh, I'm sure he's won zero. You know, he probably wins, you know, $5, and then he goes and buys five more tickets or something with it. But uh, don't do that. But what would you do? 888-528-2557. If you had $44 billion like Elon Musk, you could also buy, you could buy Greenland, you can buy a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, I don't know why I was thinking of food so often, but you can buy 3,719,357, no, seven or nine, did it again. There's somebody, there's a study I read one time. I wish I had it in front of me. I don't, but there's a study I read one time that said the reason our national debt is going out of control is because it's in the trillions of dollars and our brains can't comprehend it. And so therefore it doesn't bother us when we hear that the national debt is $31 trillion that because our brains can't comprehend a number that big, we just can't get our brain around a number that big. And what it means that we just keep spending money like it's no big deal. And it's a huge deal. $31 trillion. You know what that is? If you spent $40 million a day, I think you can figure out $40 $40 million. Our brains can do that math. If you spent it's 38 or $39 million a day, every day, since the birth of Christ, you still haven't spent $31 trillion. That's how big that number is. It's just mind-blowing. You can't even wrap your brain around it. What was I talking about? 3,719,357,565 Chick-fil-A deluxe meals with iced tea. That would be, that would be you know something you could buy with $44 billion. That's the figure that Elon Musk is buying Twitter for. Uh, do you like iced tea, regular iced tea, or do you like the sweet tea? Which do you order? I learned something that if you travel, that if I go to Chick-fil-A now and I order an iced tea, I get an iced tea. But if I go to the South somewhere, if I'm in Atlanta or Florida or some Southern state and I order the iced tea, they're going to assume I meant sweet tea and I'm going to get the sweet tea. It's a whole different culture. And if you say, I don't want sweet tea and I just want the iced tea, they're going to frown at you. It's the only time I've ever seen people at Chick-fil-A not very polite. It was not your pleasure to get me a regular iced tea. It's what's wrong with you that you don't want the sweet tea. That was the attitude I got. I'm like, well, I don't really like the sweet tea. It's too uh, sweet. Who doesn't like sweet tea? Well, I don't. Anyway, uh, you could do that. You could buy 17.6 California Angels. Did you know that the California Angels baseball team is for sale? They think the price might be around $2.5 billion dollars. You could buy 17.6 California Angels if it was some kind of commodity that you could buy a bunch of them. And if you bought one for 2.6 billion, you have 44 billion. Imagine the upgrades you could do to Anaheim Stadium. 
or the players you could buy to build that team. If, if you're an Angels fan, you're sad that you haven't been in the playoffs for a while, no problem. You could buy Twitter, or you could buy the Angels and really upgrade that team. In fact, you could buy the entire Yankee team, Aaron Judge and all of them, and bring them to California. You could call the team the Los Angeles Yankees of Anaheim or something. That's been done. What would you spend this kind of money on if you had it? 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. $44 billion, that's the figure that Elon Musk is buying Twitter for. $44 billion, you could buy almost one full tank of gas. I'm just kidding. It's not quite enough for a full tank, especially if you use premium. Can't get there. Um, do you like those uh, frappes that you can buy at McDonald's? Um, you, how many of those frappes could you buy for $44 billion? The answer is zero because the machine is broken. So we'll just move on from that one. Uh, <laughs> um, $44 billion. You could spend $44 billion. Um, you would fund the current homeless programs of the state of California for three years. And I think you would, you would, if you do the same program the state of California is doing, uh, you would help almost zero homeless people. I don't know if you've seen those numbers, but we're, we're spending money in the billions and not really helping people. Um, we think we are, but it's not working. All right. You're, you're, if you got that kind of money, you know, give a gift to the rescue mission, do that. Uh, cause they are helping people at the, uh, union gospel or the, uh, rescue missions here. Um, $44 billion, according to the UN, uh, you could end world hunger for a year with $44 billion. I came across this statistic, which I thought was pretty powerful. Um, in order to end world hunger, like starvation, okay, extreme poverty of world hunger, how much of the global GDP would that take? Like if the world just got together and said, hey, let's end world hunger. Let's, let's stop all the starving people around the world. And there's Million, hundreds of millions of starving kids around the world and starving people around the world, like really starving. They're going to die of starvation. So many, I think it's every six seconds somebody in the world dies of starvation. It's, it's a crazy number. If the nations of the world were to get together and say, how much you know, do we have to give of our, our gross domestic product about everything that we, we produce in our countries, how much would it be? You know what it would be? What would you guess? It would be less than 1%, less than half a percent. It's about 0.3% of global GDP, according to the United Nations, would actually end world hunger. Just a lousy 0.3%. I found that number to just be astonishingly low and kind of outrageous. $44 billion, it will buy you one Twitter, but you can end world hunger for a year with that number. And if nations got on board, 0.3%, small amount of our global GDP. If every country were to just kick in 0.3% of whatever they produce, there would be no world hunger. I think there, there's spiritual implications about that, right? It just kind of blows my mind that we can do that. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557 if you'd like to join the conversation. 888-528-2557. We live in a world of abundance. Most people aren't going to have $44 billion over their entire life. And good for Elon Musk, he can do that. Okay, fine, he's going to buy the Twitter machine, and I don't know what he'll do. He'll probably sell it if the stock price goes up. I don't know. He could make a lot of money. That's what, that's what people like that do. It's not really about him or Twitter. 
what I really want to point out is there is so much abundance in this world that we really can do the things that God is asking us to do, that we really can. And, you know, I'm not just talking about nations here, and obviously that's a big number, but in our own lives, do you feel like God is asking you to do something or calling you to do something to really help serve people and you feel like you can't afford it? Um, and you feel like oh, there's just not enough. I think, God, I know you want me to do this, but uh, I can't afford it right now. Maybe next month, maybe, you know. I think that we can. I think that God wants us to trust him in such a way, like biblically speaking, I believe that there is something that the Christian should have in mind, and it's this, that the Bible tells us that the world, with all of its problems and everything, you know, ultimately things are breaking down because of sin and all of that. But even in this world today, we live in a world of abundance, not scarcity. And really, it's a mindset of abundance that we need to have. A mindset that isn't pie in the sky. You're not going to have $44 billion. And if you did, hopefully you're not going to go buy, you know, a whole bunch of double doubles. I think you could buy some. But hopefully you would be really eager to really help people. And some people with that kind of money, they've, they've given a lot of money away. But imagine what you could do. Imagine, though, in your case where you don't have to imagine. What has God given you? And what are you able to do? What is the thing that keeps you from it? I think a lot of it has to do with a mindset of scarcity, meaning that we don't think that there will be enough. And that mindset can be just in our own bank account with whatever it is we want to do, or it can be our mindset of society. A lot in our society believes that we don't, that there's a pie and you want your piece of the pie, but the pie is not going to get any bigger. And so you need to fight for your piece. And you want to fight for as big a piece as you can get for you. And if you get a big piece of the pie, the only way to do that is to make sure that somebody else gets less of a piece of pie, you see. That's the mindset of scarcity, that there's only one size of pie that never changes and everybody just gets a piece of it. And that if one person has more, then there's nothing for somebody else. The thing is, is that that's not actually the economy of God. There is something miraculous about God's economy and what God does when we trust him with what we've been given. And it's really hard to explain because if you haven't been there, if you haven't trusted him for something, it's very hard to explain why that is other than the scriptures tell you to trust in the Lord, other than the experience that you have. Can I encourage you really just to think about a mindset right now, a mindset that maybe you have about, there's a lot of different directions you can take this, this notion from. But ask yourself this question, do I have a mindset of scarcity or do I have a mindset of abundance? Does it occur to me that actually the Lord can do some very tremendous things? Have you had that experience before? What brought you to that experience where you went from a mindset of scarcity to a mindset of abundance? I'll bet that for a lot of people, it's not wealth. It's not that you suddenly had a a windfall of a bunch of money. I think that what changed was your attitude towards the Lord and what he can do. I think that you took a look at the, the path that you're on in this life. And you said, I need to get on a better path. See, the thing is, is that if you look out in your life, you want to know where you're going, you have to look at the path you're on, right? If you want to know where you're going to end up, if you want to know where you're going to be in five years or 10 years, the very first step is to look down at what path you're on and ask yourself, where's this path leading? 
And that path is going to lead to exactly the place it's headed. Does that make sense? I mean, if you are somebody who is, is struggling in debt and you continue to get in worse debt, well, that path is going to lead to bankruptcy. That path is going to lead to a lot of hardship unless you get on a different path, uh, a path to paying it off. Or if you are on a, a path of sin in one way or another, um, as long as you stay on that path, it's going to come back to hurt you. If you just look forward in the future, you know, where is this leading me? Ask yourself, this path that I'm on right now, maybe I'm enjoying it right now, but where is it going to have me in five years? If that's not a good place, then you need to get on a different road. If that's not a good place, it's time to change your path. We'll talk about that a little bit more when we get back here. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. And we're talking about scarcity and abundance. And I think it's important uh, that we talk about that because a mindset of abundance changes your life. It doesn't mean that you become a wealthy person and you're going to be the next person to buy Twitter. It could mean that, but it usually doesn't. It means that with whatever God has given you, you find a way to leverage that for the kingdom of God in an incredible way, and God will help you do that. 888-528-2557. I'll take your calls as soon as we get back. I'm Scott Furrow. This is the Thursday edition of Southern California Live. We'll continue in a minute. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live, Scott Furrow with you. I'm asking the question, uh, do you live a life of abundance or scarcity? And have you made a change from a, a, a mindset of scarcity to a mindset of abundance? It doesn't have to be just about money. It could be about your time or about other things. It's, it's a very important thing to view the world through a biblical lens that actually for the believer is a lens of abundance if you put it in the right place. Give me a call. Tell me your story. 888-528-2557. To join our conversation, the number is 888-LA-TALKS or send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Eddie in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Eddie. You with me? I'm good. Go ahead, Eddie. Yeah, I was I was listening to your show and um, and you know I I agree with what you say about um, not not being able to give back uh, because some people say they they don't give back because they might not have money or time but you know I I think if you really want to make the time and you really want to help in a certain way you can do it if you really want to mm-hmm. and the the problem with this this world today is that nobody wants to do that Mm. everyone is thinking just about themselves and i feel like like my situation i donate uh shirts to kids every year and and they have a a positive uh message to the kids and it's not just here in in the united states but i send them out to south africa to nicaragua to mexico anywhere where there's kids that need some inspiration i i do it because i tell people look one day, uh, one kid, one of these kids, because of the shirts that I send them, might be the next president of, of that of that country, and might want to make a change in, in that country. Mm. Because sometimes, mm. as little as something like that, could can make this kid believe that that man, there's somebody out there that loves me that doesn't even know me, is willing to give me something like this that means something. 
and I, and I do it every year, and I don't ask anybody to give me anything. I do have a, a T-shirt brand that, that I do sell, but I, I always tell people, you don't really have to buy anything for me to continue uh, for me to give back because that, that's something that I'm going to do regardless if I sell anything or if I don't because it's something that, that happened to me in the past that, that I had an experience with God when I was living in my truck with my daughter and she was three and the stock market had, I think it was 2008 when everything crashed. Yeah. I, I was, I was actually homeless and I, and I was living in my truck and I remember my daughter uh, asking me, why are we in the, why are we living in the truck? And I'm like, and I would tell her, you know, we're camping, you know, this is <laughs> another way of camping, you know, and I would try to make her forget that, that it, it was like we were struggling and stuff like that. So, I would take away that and just, you know, turn it around with something positive because I always thought that, that if, if I could make her think more positive uh, and looking at life a, a certain way instead of being like and talking to her like, oh, my God, look at us, poor us. No, I mean, like, you change the mindset of, well, you know what, uh, we're, we're just camping right now, but, but uh, soon, uh, pretty soon, we're, you know, we're not going to camp no more. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So. So things like that, I mean, I feel like uh, people just, they, they don't want to help. People, I don't know if, if they've given up on life or if they've given up on people, but I think that we're all the same. We're all, we're all brothers and sisters, and, and sometimes people, people forget that. Yeah. They, they, they have so many things to separate each other from. And, I, and I'm not, I'm not, not going to put religion down because I believe in God. But they have so many things to separate us from from flags, from colors, from language, from a lot of different things. But we're all human. We're all the same. Well, and I think you know that I mean? we believe the same. What you're getting at, and I think your story is is a great one. I think people believe in scarcity, right? So often the mindset is scarcity. So if I give, then I'm going to have less. And yeah, that, yeah. and that we're leads not, to our division in a lot of these areas too, right? I'm going to have less clout or less attention or less social status. But if you think about it, if you really think about it, what is less? I mean, when you die, you ain't you're not going to take anything <laughs> with you. You really don't have anything. That, we don't have anything. That's right. You know what I mean? So I, I do. So that to me is like, what are you holding on to? For yeah. What? Eddie, so you were living in your, your car, your truck with your daughter in 2008. How you doing now? I'm blessed. Uh, I'm blessed. My daughter just, uh, and my wife left me when she was a year and a half, and, and I raised her, you know. Mm. Uh, it was a struggle. It was a struggle because it was a little girl, and I'm a, I'm a guy, and I would be like, you know, talk with her, you know. But, right. Um, now, now she, she got accepted to... Uh, UC Santa Cruz and oh, good for her. biologist, that. and uh, I just dropped her off. Um, I, I, I went out and I decided to invest in in a place where I felt like God was calling me, uh, and I invested right now. I bought a home in Detroit, and I feel like there's a calling for me right there because when I when I got there, it, it seemed very like um, like if if there's a, a need for for someone to, to to bring the spirits up in Detroit, you know. So, so I feel like if God has me there, it's for a reason. Uh, I know people talk about Detroit, so many negative things. And, and I tell people, you know what? I mean, uh, danger is everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's danger. You can't be afraid of that because if you have God with you, 
why, why would you be afraid of anything? You know, I I feel like he's always with me. So wherever I go, if 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 something's gonna happen, then it's my time. It's gonna be my time regardless of wherever I'm at. So so right now I feel like I'm blessed. I I I uh, I uh, invested out in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm financially I'm doing I'm doing great. My daughter's in in college, and I just recently got married. And you know I I feel like God. God wants you to do the right thing, even marriage. Some people leave it for forever. They don't ever, you know, get married and, and, and they don't bring God into their relationship, you know? So, and, and I'm, you know, I'm try, I try to live the way, you know, that I feel myself uh, that God wants me to live, you know? Yeah. So, well, that is and, the, and I, you know what? And I'm sad, I, I'm sad about people nowadays. They're afraid to talk about God. I mean, they're, they're afraid to do it. I don't understand why, yeah. but they, they are. Yeah, well, thank you so much for uh, your call today, Eddie. I'm so glad to hear about your daughter and that you hung in there and that you were a dad for her through such a hard time. Uh, great story you know, telling her that's just camping, uh, you know. That is uh, you, beautiful. You mentioned earlier that you said that a lot of people um, um, that they, it, in this world, the way it is, is because of sin, you know. And I'm going to tell you, the message for me in 2008, what turned things around for me, was that I had a vision that God allowed me to see. And it was it was really weird because I was in a coma a while back and God gave me an opportunity to come back and raise my daughter. Because mm. my daughter was three months at that time when I came back from this coma. So when I came back later on in 2008, when I had this vision, uh, I had a vision that, that I was in an area where I got to see Adam and Eve sin, right? So this vision was that I got to see them sin. So then what happened is that I saw this other vision of a cross being being uh, broken down by a snake, and, a, and then there was a bitten apple on the bottom, and it was rotten. So what happened during that time that I was homeless, I had no, no job for November, December, and, and so on, the holidays and so on, right? Yeah. And as, as the next year came around, I had a, a, you know, a tax return of $600, which is nothing because I had bills stacked up. Uh, God gave me this vision of sin. So I'm, I was trying to figure out what to do with it. And then uh, I said, you know what, God, the only thing I know what to do is, is how to, I know how to draw. And I'm not a preacher. I'm, I'm not anyone. I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm the lowest of the lowest. But what I could do is I could draw this, put it on a shirt, put the name sin uh, in, in Latin, is pecado, put the name pecado on the shirt, and then talk to people about, what I saw and mm. what, what you want me to talk to them about that, that we've been in sin for the longest and we continue sinning. And this is the reason why our world, our world is the way it is. If you want me to do that, I could go out and spread the word. And you know what happened? I made a hundred shirts one day. And that same day I went out to sell them and they all sold one day. They wow. all sold in one day. Yeah. And, and that day I made $2,000 and I was able to catch up to some of these bills that I, I didn't have any money. You know, I invested only $600 that, that the IRS yeah. gave me back from, from my taxes, and God blessed me with that, and he continued blessing me with, med, with, with visions of, of, of messages that he wanted me to put on shirts, and they kept selling. And that's how I, I started just making shirts for kids. Well, good for you, Eddie. So, I, I love hearing your story. Thank you for, for sharing that, and that uh, your daughter's doing well, and there are so many, so many ways that you trusted in the Lord. 
and uh, thank you for calling our show. That, my friends, is a is the difference between thinking about scarcity and abundance. Here we have Eddie, who's homeless, who's trying to raise his daughter, who's living in in the truck, and tells her we're camping, and one day we're going to camp at a different place. We're camping here, and now she's going to college. He has gone through a lot with his health with the and with his wife, and he gets a vision for this t-shirt company, and God blessed him. I think that there is a, a mindset that changes with us. It's not that God's going to do the same thing for all of us, okay, in the same way, but I do think when we open up our mind to the abundance of God, he blesses us. The scriptures teach us, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse 8, you know, it, when it's talking about giving, it says, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And he's able to bless you abundantly. And I, I don't want anybody to think for a second here that we're talking about abundance in your own wealth or riches and kind of a health and wealth teaching that is out there because the, you know, that is wrong. It's not about I'm going to be generous because um, I'm going to drive a fancy car if God will give me that if I just give. It's not about you. It's about what you can do for the kingdom of God. And he will bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, not all that you want, but all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And God will use whatever he's given you. He will give you the vision to leverage that for the kingdom of God. And he will continue to give with you that way. That's the abundance. That is uh, the next line is they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. It is such a important mindset. And I'm asking this question and I'll ask it from time to time. Do you have a mindset of scarcity or abundance? If your mindset is abundance in the Lord, you're going to be able to do fine. Even if you find yourself as a homeless person in a truck trying to raise a kid, God can bless you. If it's scarcity, you're going to have, you're going to not do well, even if you have plenty for yourself. We'll talk about that a little bit more and take your calls. If you've got a story of how you move from a mindset of scarcity to abundance, give me a call. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll return as the Thursday edition of SoCal Live continues. Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Good to be with you. That uh, You can call me at 888-528-2557 if you want to join our conversation. We're talking about the difference of abundance and scarcity. 888-528-2557. And uh, that text number that uh, you just heard, I had heard from a couple of you. I'll try to get to a couple of your texts here. You know, um, Valerie writes with, we started off the show by talking about the $44 billion that Elon Musk is buying uh, Twitter for with other things you could, you could buy for $44 billion, almost a tank of gas. If you don't get premium, uh, you can get from here to there. It turns out, boy, gas prices. <laughs> We've done a lot of shows on that, but it just keeps getting higher and higher uh, every day. Um, she is talking about having, if you had a lot, I asked the question earlier, if you had billions, um, you know, one of the things that she says is that she would help, uh, some pastors and people who are struggling and, uh, you know, and she believes in teaching a man to fish and use the money to help others. I hope that's what you would do. I think that's great. 
you know, um, maybe there's some pastors or some ministries who are, are really struggling. You know, pastors, uh, some pastors are doing pretty well, right? You can, that happens sometimes, but most of the time, uh, particularly in smaller churches where there's not a big budget, you know, so often today pastors have another job, right? Uh, maybe you don't know this, but there's a pretty good chance, especially if you're in a smaller church, that your pastor is pastoring people. It's a full-time job. It's 50 or 60 hours a week, 24 hours a day, and he's driving Uber, or and he has some other side gig, or he's got a part-time job to make ends meet. There's There's a lot going on with a lot of people, and pastors usually don't say uh, sometimes they do, but they they often don't because they don't want to they don't want to burden uh, people. But we should take care of those people who are taking care of us. And um, you know, I think the Lord blesses that. And then there's lots of people struggling. I love the the trend of people with some money who just give it to people. There's somebody online who she raises money through you know GoFundMe or one of those. And she'll go find people and buy them a car or do things that really pay off their debt. You know, there's an amazing thing. When you have the mindset about abundance, you find out that there is so much more out there than you could imagine. And it's not for you necessarily, but maybe it's for you to use. I have a friend who he just, people have at least twice in the last couple of years that I'm aware of, somebody gave him a house out of the blue. Like, think about that. In Southern California, think about how much that is worth. And it was paid for, right? And suddenly he's got this ton of money. And that person is so generous, and I promise you, I think spiritually the reason that happens to that person is because he gives most of it away. And the Lord's like, oh, you have a heart of generosity. Guess what? I'm going to have this person give you a house for no reason. Uh, not so that you can become wealthy and uh, just become you know, greater than everybody else, but because you have this amazing gift to be generous. And, you know, when we're I asked you earlier about the path that our our life is on. Um, to really ask yourself, am I a person of scarcity or abundance? And you can take a look at the, your life. If you want to know where your life is headed, you got to look at the road you're on, right? You got to look at the path. And this is what I mean by that. You know, there are lots of unexpected turns in the road. Okay, those things happen. But generally speaking, our lives go in the direction that we point them. All right, if we eat too much, we will gain weight. I know there's a movement out there to tell you that that doesn't matter or it's not true, but it it is true. If you eat too much, you're going to gain weight. If you smoke, um, there's a completely different line of questioning you're going to get from your doctor when you go get a new doctor and they have you fill out all those forms again. Uh, What's the first question they ask you? Are you a smoker? That's usually right at the beginning, right? It's because what follows is different based upon whether your name is, you answer yes or no. Uh, It matters. If you exercise regularly, you're going to be healthier and feel better. It's the way it is. If you are kind to people, you are going to usually receive kindness. If you are rude to people, you will likely lose friends. I mean, those things, if that is the, if you're taking a look at your life and where you're going, uh, those things matter. Generally, our lives are on somewhat predictable paths if you look at it that way. There's always tragedies and unexpected events because other people sometimes are on a bad path and then they intersect with our path, right? And then things happen Um, and that happens. But the scripture is really clear about the abundance of God and and that if God wants you to do something, if God is calling you to do something and you do it, he's going to provide whatever you need, whether it's cash or if it's funds, uh, those would be the same thing. I meant to say time. Um, sometimes we just need an abundance of time. One of the greatest lessons I ever learned was the the simple statement that, you know, I was I was grumpy because I was 
this is a few years ago, but I was just busy and busy not getting things done, right? I felt like I was just really going sideways. And I would see people who are incredibly productive, and I would say, how do they do that? How do they have the time to do that? I don't have any time. And then somebody said to me, everybody has the exact same amount of time as you do, 24 hours a day. That's how much time that person that you're jealous of, that's how much time they have, the same amount of time as you. Boy, did that hit me hard, and it shaped me up, too. It was good advice. We have an abundance of time when we are giving that to the Lord and trusting him for it. 888-528-2557. Ron and Coronado, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello, Scott. This is the second time I've called your program, and I really value what you're doing. Hi, Ron. Saying. Thank you. How, how is it out there in Coronado today? Well, there's only one thing wrong with it. Once you're here, you're ruined. It's really hard. It's, it's really hard to go anyplace else. My wife lived in Coronado when we were dating. Oh, and, uh, you know, so, uh, she was, she was willing to move out of that place and uh, move to East County with me. That's okay. It was a good deal. Good deal for me and a good deal deal. for her. I think. Yeah. I'll probably know your wife. I've lived there a long time and, and, uh, but anyway, that's another story. I, I like your program, the mindset of abundance. I'm one of those people. I consider myself wealthy. I have very little money. But God has provided, Hmm. and I've been through some tough times in my life. I mean, really, really tough. People think because I live in Coronado and uh, I I get my hair cut and I stay clean and wear, you know, respectable clothing that I buy at, you know, like thrift cottages and discount stores. But they, they look at me and they say, you look rich. I said, oh, I'm not rich. I go, you have no idea. I'm wealthy. And they go, I can tell. But I don't. I don't have any money. I give it all away. My entire life I've been that way. Mm. We were poor as kids. My mother was an Irish immigrant. My father, uh, he, he was an orphan from the Bolshevik Revolution. Wow. And and we we just we just kept going and kept doing the right thing. We were taught to love God and love one another and don't worry about anything else. If you get those two things straight, you're going to have an abundant life. And uh, I'm retirement age now I'm going on 70 and my parents words were not only good instruction it was probably the best advice that I've received Mm. love God love one another give to people those in the and believe me I've given it all away yep it'll change your life and you will have enough you'll be okay I eat like a king. <laughs> I no, I, I'm serious. When I was in the office working, I bring, I packed my own lunch. People say, "Look at that food!" They watch me eat, and I ha- I would have a gourmet meal for less than five dollars because I prepared it myself. Right. These other people, they'd go out and they'd buy a I won't name a name, but they go out to the popular restaurants and they spend thirteen, fourteen, fifteen dollars on food that has little or no value. Yeah, there's a lot of wisdom that we need. Uh, you know, if we're thinking we don't have enough, sometimes uh, the wisdom that we need is to just examine those habits. We're about done. i got to let you go, Ron. Thank you for your call and for listening to Southern California Live. And uh, who knows, we, maybe we met sometime uh, back in the in the old days. You know, with his statement, he's right about the the reason for wisdom and i'll i'll leave you with this the book of proverbs you know it's a book full of wisdom for you with this and proverbs chapter 3 verse 7 
We'll start at verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. The reason that we're talking about paths is that you're on a path. Your life is on a path. And you don't always know where the path is headed. You can't see over the horizon. So you can only see, you know, the first few steps. You've got a light, right? Maybe if it's dark out there, you can't really see, but you can make a few steps. If your path is straight, you, you know where you're going. And the answer is to trust the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And then the key is in all of your ways, submit to him. Don't ignore that word. Submit to the Lord and he will make your path straight. And it continues, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all of your crops, and then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. There's so much richness in this proverb and what is being taught here by the scriptures. But the biggest piece of it is that when you are, and you have to take it all together, right? So some people just take this part, honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of all your crops, and then you will, you will be filled with overflowing. You can't take that by itself, okay? The context is wisdom. The context is not being wise in your own eyes. The context is trusting in the Lord with all of your heart and leaning not on your own understanding. All those things go together. And if you're trusting the Lord, then you're going to follow him. And you realize that even your wealth or your time or whatever your stuff is, whatever you've been given, it's not about making you wealthy. It's a mindset of being wealthy in the Lord and leveraging whatever you have for the kingdom of God and trusting in the Lord. If you're in a per- place where you're just afraid or you've got some scarcity, open up your Bible, look at Proverbs chapter three, go through it, pray through it and ask the Lord, God, give me a mindset of abundance, whatever that means in your context and trust in him for the abundance. It's not about you having stuff. It's about you being able to do what God has made you to do and leverage what you have for the benefit of others. And God will bless you for that. He really will. We're out of time. We'll have Open Line Friday tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I will see you again tomorrow. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.